Deborah Maris, your host of Stand Out and Grow. I want to help your business stand out, survive, succeed, and grow. Building your business is really, really hard. And knowing what marketing and advertising tools you need to help you become successful is extremely confusing. After 30 years of working with thousands of businesses, I am here to help you make good business decisions. I want to help you understand the programs that are available to you so that you can stand out, survive, succeed, and grow. So let's get started. Hey, this is Kat Ramirez. Um, here live with my live podcast again. Uh, so super, super, super excited to bring on my guest this week. Um, so Mark Deal Poor E, and uh, I told Mark, I said, I didn't want to bitch- butcher your name. So we, we took a moment just to say it a couple times. But how can you forget that name? You can't. So uh, I'm so thrilled to bring him on board because he. we're going to talk about lead generation. And I know lead generation is a problem for a lot of people. And I also know that there's a lot of confusion with lead generation. So what better than to have an expert come on board, Mark, and talk about ways of what's going on with the latest and greatest on lead generation strategies. Uh, And he emphasized that actually work, which I love. So let me bring on uh, Mark so that you get to meet our guest today. Hey, Mark. Hey, Kat. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? Good. I'm doing awesome. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So before we get into you, let me just drop a comment that if you're viewing us live, drop us a comment. Let us know where you're catching us live from. And if you're getting the replay, just put replay and let us know where you're tuning in from. If you have any questions for Mark, because this is a hot topic, uh, definitely drop them in the comments so that we can uh, answer them live as we're here to get today with Mark, founder of Trademark Global. So, Mark, I guess we should start with give us a little background about, you know, who you are, a little bit of, you know, what you're doing with Trade Art Global, you know, things like that. Absolutely. So uh, I'm the founder and CEO of Trademark. We started almost a decade ago now. I can't believe time's flying by. Um, Trademark Global is a paper lead, paper call, uh, or you could say performance-based lead generation company. So what that basically means is we charge our clients on a per qualified lead basis uh, versus some other clients may charge you maybe a, a, per, a per month rate and then they just generate as many leads as possible. We actually only charge you when we generate a qualified lead or generate a qualified call for your office. Okay. And so um, with your company, how did you come up with this model i mean where did you did this personally you had experience and you were like i'm paying so much for leads i'm doing this like you know most people come up with their business model because they have encountered some kind of right challenge how did you come up with your model so yeah so uh it's a good question because this is a very niche industry and which i've come to to, uh, understand as the years have gone on so i actually kind of fell into this industry by I'm actually licensed in life insurance and health insurance and I'm licensed in uh, property and casualty as well. So I started off 
uh, on the retail side, like, you know, um, and I was like using LinkedIn a lot and generating leads of insurance agents that were looking to partner with our company and, and we were going to offer them free leads and say, Hey, here's free leads, uh, to join us. We were called an FMO or an IMO at the time, which is okay. basically the, the idea is just to recruit as many agents that are writing insurance policies as possible. And in order to do that, we'd offer them free leads. And then they would take those leads, close the business from them, and then write that business through our company, which is then how we made money. Gotcha. So essentially, I like the idea of realizing that, wow, there's a huge need for not only leads for insurance agents or a lot of different companies, but qualified leads. So leads are actually good that are closing. Uh, so that's kind of what got me started into the whole industry of realizing that there was a market there. Okay. Okay. So, um, in regards to lead generation, okay. Yep. So let's just talk about the foundation of it because you know, it, I have a big industry. I've got a lot of competitors. So lead generation and my niche and my industry, it's really, really tough because you're, you know, you either go after a certain category of business you know, so either I'm going to go after like, let's say business coaches, or I'm going to go after um, salons, you know, things like that. Yeah. But the whole process behind it is I got to contact as many of those companies in order to get right some connection where I'm going to then turn that lead into a warm lead and then into a hot lead, right? Right. And so, so the process that you guys are taking is you're doing the connections and you're doing that, right? that pipeline process. Yeah. So we, yep, we have, um, just like you do a B2B side where we have to generate leads from business to business. Yep. So in other words, we have to generate, for example, leads of businesses looking to buy our leads. That's, okay. that's one side of, of the type of leads that we have to bring into our company. And then after we bring on the clients who, who want to buy our lead generation services, now we have to go to the other side of the equation, which is finding the consumers, which is the B to C side and selling those consumers to them that are interested in our client services. Does that make sense? Yep. It totally makes sense. So it the trick side is the B to B side, which I love. Uh, I'm not as versed and we have a lot of really solid affiliates who help us mm -hmm. get the B to C side pat down pat, like the consumer to sell to the business. But the B2B side is where we shine as a company trademark. We could bring on a lot of different clients because we have a great funnel, great system that we use a lot on LinkedIn, a lot of email. Um, and then you know, from there, we bring on our clients. But um, we have two sides of the business, which is pretty cool. So yeah. yeah. So how many touch points do you think it takes to get somebody interested? Yeah, so that's a good point. So usually the initial touch point will be like, hey, this is what we're offering. Are you interested? If they say yes, um, we try to direct them on a phone call with one of our sales reps or me. Um, so that's the initial touch point is, are you interested? They say yes. Uh, and then eventually, you know, the, touch, the second touch point is a, a phone call with one of our reps. And then after that, usually most of the time, those two points is 90% of the way there, right? Because okay. 
because what we offer, it's very different than a lot of other niches and industries out there. What we offer is either good for someone or not good for someone. Someone may say, we're looking for that. We already have other companies like you doing what you're doing, and we want to bring you on as another company. Yep. Or they say, you know, we don't, we don't do that. You know, we don't buy leads like that uh, at all. You know, we have our own internal processes where we generate the leads with our own team. So we don't need to buy leads from you. So we can figure that out pretty quickly on the phone call. But sometimes there's people who get uh, off that phone call and they're just like, I don't know, maybe it depends on the prices of what you're charging. And then that's kind of, we have to have multiple follow-ups and touches after that. Okay. Because I mean, ultimately you're just teeing them up with leads that they need to convert, period. That's it, right? Yeah. And technically, you know, to go back a little bit, yep. before you even try to generate a lead, you need to know who your ideal prospects are, yep. right? And you have to be going to your ideal prospect that you know is somehow some way needs a service like yours. That's the initial touch point. After that, you hit them with the right message. So you, you pique their interest, right? And you're not selling them, you're just opening their eyes up to something they haven't heard before. Yep. And then after the message, then when you get on the call, you do the 80-20 rule, which is what we do. We have That's part of our process is being technical. And we kind of listen 80% of the time instead of selling yeah, 80% of the time. And it okay. really opens up the, the, our clients to understand that, oh, wow, these guys are different. They're not selling us on their services, right. but they're actually trying to figure out if there's a way that we can plug and play and work together or not. And then from there, if you find a way based on the conversation and their pain points, then you, you say, you know what, I think we have a solution for you. Or you just stand your ground and say, I don't think we can help you. Based on your conversation and what you told me throughout 80% of this conversation, we don't have a solution that fits your needs. And then you just walk away and you go find someone else. You yep. don't try to beat a dead horse, you know? Yeah. 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 No, that makes total sense. And you know what? You just really hit the nail, the hammer on the nail when you say the 80-20 rule, because, you know, my philosophy is the same as well, is if I go into a, um, let's say, an, a prospect, a lead, whatever you want to call it, I'm there to listen. I'm there to ask the right questions to make sure that I know that I'm priming myself, right? I'm teeing myself up for whatever it is that they have or their needs to solve their problem. You know, right. I love that. That's that's a great, that's a yeah, great we, statement. Thank you. I mean, it's it's the truth. It's, it's the way that it, it alleviates you uh, from trying to like be so stressed out and figure out the best way to taking a step back and saying, number one, 80, 20 rule, who are 80% of my clients out there, uh, right. That are going to generate 20% of my revenue. I mean, I'm sorry, 20% of the market that generates 80% of my revenue. Right. That's usually how it is. So if you have a hundred percent of clients, usually 20% of them generate most of your revenue and at least in our industry, um, and if you have a more model like yourself, it may be a little bit different, but yeah. essentially we break it down by saying, who's our biggest, biggest client that we can get. And then, um, we target the specific person that in that company with the specific yep. message. Um, and at the end of the day, we, it, fo it focuses on the data versus just trying to do like guerrilla marketing and blasting everybody. Right. Yep. Yep. Totally get that. Totally get that. Okay. So, um, a question that, um, 
we have or and my listeners and viewers have is yeah. how does a small business grow and develop leads in a cost efficient way? Yeah, good good question. So the way that I started, believe it or not, Trademark is a company that was uh, bootstrapped by me. It was a part-time side hustle. Uh, I was working in corporate and I was growing this on a, on a bootstrap uh, you know, nights and weekends, yep. really, right? And I didn't have any extra money to do it. So what I was doing was uh, I was looking at ways to get in front of as many people as possible that didn't cost me money. It just costed me time. Yep. Right. So they always have this saying with this, which is you, if you don't have enough money to pay for things, then that means you have enough time. Right. And if you don't have enough time, then you usually have enough money. Yep. Now, in my case, I didn't really have either. <laughs> so, you know, because I was working nine to five, nine to six. And then, so I, my time was limited and then my money was limited, mm-hmm. but I made time. Yep. Right. And I just had this feeling and gut feeling like, and this, this, I knew that I wanted to continue to be an entrepreneur. So I had to get out of corporate. So I made time. So I would literally, I, I have five kids. So yeah. I mean, Oh my God. <laughs> like, I'm probably busier than most. And my wife is definitely busier than me. <laughs> what I would do is it, it was, and I'll get to the, the, quite the answer now is you have to make time when yep. you don't really want to make it. You want to go watch stranger things. You want to go watch, you know, Yellowstone, but Take those hours, give it back to the dream that you have in the future and start DMing people, right? Um, And start thinking smart. Start thinking, what service am I going to offer? Okay, I have my service. Now, who's an ideal prospect? Who's an ideal lead client that technically buys these services throughout the year, right? Um, For example, like there's website design companies and SEO companies out there who do web design and do SEO. A lot of companies that do web design and SEO have a really perfect opportunity to go find new domains that were just uh, uh, created. And now they probably need a website. Right. So there's lists that you can buy. And this is what thinking smarter, right, rather than working harder is always comes into play. So if you are a web design company, you're an SEO company, go find companies who just bought a new domain. You know they're going to need a website. You could buy a list of those new domains and then reach out to them one by one by one by one. And, you know, that's a really quick way. So it's about sharpening the pencil, right, when you don't have a lot of time and then writing out your plan and trying to figure out who out of everyone that's out there in the world, what type of person business would really need the service I have and really grinding it out. Some people think it's about not knowing when to start, but it's really, it's about pinpointing the perfect prospect and then going with the perfect message. And yep. then you're going to get the perfect results. Right. Yep. And it's about doing it in mass. So now you have to send out, like I was sending out on LinkedIn when I was bootstrapping this, I was sending out hundreds of messages, like copy paste messages. Yep to insurance agents and I was saying, hey, do you need free leads for your company so you can write more policies? If so, please respond to me and we can set up a call. And then that was like copy, paste, copy, paste, copy, paste, like 100 or 200 before LinkedIn started coming up with some restrictions. Now you can maybe do 20 a day or 30 a day. Uh, But if you do it on LinkedIn and then you do it on Instagram DMs and then you do it on Facebook DMs, like there's ways around it. And then obviously posting on socials very huge too, right? Yep. 
And then how to post on social is really pick really big right now. I recommend highly to generate more attraction is a video. Like yep. a, a video message is, is speaking wavelengths. And when people are scrolling their feed on LinkedIn or Facebook, they will usually stop just a little bit longer and stay there on that video to kind of attract you, uh, you for you to attract and they may click play whereas just a post, they may just scroll by. So video marketing is big too. Yeah, I love that you shared how many emails you sent out. Thank you, Mark, because you know what? I tell people till I'm blue in the face, like blue in the face, like it's a numbers game. You have to reach out to the masses because it's like a, um, a, a, a batter. A batter is not going to get a good, is it called an RBI? It's not going to have yeah. a good RBI if he doesn't step up to the plate and bat many more times, right? It's true. Like you want to have a game plan. Like you do want to do mass, but you want to do mass to the right person. Yep. Once you get the right person or the right business with the right message, then you go mass. Right. So you, yes. you, 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 you narrow down your funnel of who you're targeting, but then you still got to do a lot of messages yes. once you get that narrowed down. Yeah. Love it. Love it. And you know, me as a sales manager, when I was with ABC, NBC, CBS, all of those, I used to have my team, you know, and I was starting to get a, to be a softie. I remember when I originally started, I told them a hundred calls a day, hundred calls a day. And then I got to 50. Okay. At least give me 50, give me 50 calls a day. Yeah. You know, because it's like pulling teeth to get people to pick up yeah. the phone or to do some outreach. And it it's the same for entrepreneurs. I promise you, it's no different because there's so much hesitation and resistance. One thing, one thing I learned is uh, over the years is don't say I'm going to do 100 a day and then stop. The best thing to do is I'm going to do as many as I need to until I get a response. So because <laughs> if you get a positive response, now, you know, you're in the right direction. Right. So in the yeah. beginning, you may want, if you cap yourself at 50 a day, what if, what if it was 55? What if it and was you got that yes at 55? And you stopped. Yeah. Because sometimes if you keep going, keep going, keep going, eventually you will get people to respond. Absolutely. And that'll motivate you. And before you know it, if you love what you're doing and you want to have more financial freedom, you'll continue to do it and, and things will start to happen. It's magic. I don't know how it happens. You'll yeah. see a lot of people say it over and over again. But it just eventually starts to happen when you grind it out. You know, the ethers of the universe just flow your way. So, yeah. Well, and it, well, not just that. It's, it pays off because you're making these connections and you're reaching out that yeah. these people eventually then follow you or they're tuned in to you. Right. right. They're tuned in, you know. They okay. A lot more, yeah. So let's talk about like what does it mean to buy a lead on cost per lead model? Yeah versus the rev share model. Can you define and describe the two difference? So a cost per lead versus a rev share? Yep. Okay, cost per lead means, um, so when you're buying a lead, you're only paying for that lead that's sent over versus some people charge you to create a website, a couple hundred dollars or it's a couple thousand. Then they charge you for SEO, a couple thousand. Then they charge you um, at the end of the month. And they say, yep. however many leads you get, that's on you. But you still have to pay us all this money up front and hope that you get a lead. Whereas we say, don't pay us anything up front. Just say you want to buy 100 leads from us 
and we will get you pre-qualified leads and we'll show you the websites, but you don't have to pay for them. We already created them for, it's a general website for different clients. And we'll show you the websites that the consumers are going to, to fill out. And then, well, that's where that lead's gonna come from. You'll know that they went to that website and filled it out and now you're getting that consumer coming to you. So, but you've, but, but those leads, you've already filtered them. Like you've already done some conversations, right? So, so if, yeah, so there's a couple ways. One is they go to, they go onto Google. I want new health insurance. They find a website. They say, okay, fill in your name, email, address, phone number, and your height and weight, whatever. So they pre-qualify from the website form and then they submit it. And then all that information from that website form that they submitted comes over to you. Now you have their name, their email, their phone number, their height and weight, and you can call them and say, hey, do you need health insurance? I see you just filled out a form. That's one way. Another way is they can fill out that same form, but then we have a call center rep outbound call them and say, hey, how are you? We see you just filled out the form. Uh, we would love to see if you want to talk to a licensed insurance rep to get the health insurance quote. Are you still interested? And they say, yes. Then we say, okay, hold the line. And then we transfer them to the client Got you. in, in Got a you. live transfer. That's another okay. way to do it. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Okay. So those both sound very, very effective. Okay. And then the rev share is per, so, based on their, how much they spend, right? With the client. So there's rev share. There's two, I think the terminology may be a little different. So the rev share means uh, we don't charge the client any lead, any money up front for the leads. So we just charge them. Let's just say we don't charge. We, we send them a hundred leads yep. and then they send us a report and they say out of the hundred leads, we closed 10 deals. Okay. And this is how much money that we can pay you because we closed 10 deals. And let's just say they made 50,000. We'll give you 10%. Gotcha. Yeah. That's a rev share. So in other words, we it's like a commission base. Yeah. So we don't make any money on the leads at all. They, yep. And that's a really beneficial way. If you're someone who's a client who's looking uh, to buy leads from vendors like us, yep. you can get really get a leg up and say, we only pay you when we get paid. Yep. And some, most people will say, well, I don't want to take that risk because what if you're, you don't close any deals. Now I lose the money. Yep. But so that's a rev share. Well, the other model I was talking about is like an agency model. Mm -hmm. The agency model is where people will say, okay, we're going to charge you $5,000 a month and you get whatever leads you get, you get. Whereas our model, pay per lead, we, we, if we say we're going to send 100 leads, we'll send 100 leads. Gotcha. That's the okay. difference. Whereas okay. the agency model may say, we'll, we'll charge you 5,000, but we can't guarantee any leads. That's right. Well, that's the typical, That I think that's how most lead generation companies or cold caller companies typically yeah. sell their product, is they say, we will we, do 100 calls a day and we'll do that, yeah. but we can't promise you how many right. leads you're getting. Because yeah. I think, you know, from all the ones that I have, um, been in front of those are the typical models right it is it's a typical model because it's safe for the lead vendor because yep. they're like we're going to get paid no matter what yep and they don't care if they, they i shouldn't say they don't care but if you don't get leads there's not much they could do about it yep except maybe if you pay for another round they'll just change things to make it better right Whereas we go above and beyond in our industry our industry says you don't have to pay us anything up front only pay us every time you get a qualified lead, one lead, two lead. And if you want a hundred leads, we'll make sure we send you a hundred that are people who are interested to talk to you. On top of that, if some of the leads aren't interested, we'll give you a credit too. Yep. 
So yep. you can see like it's very lucrative because some people would say, wow, I'd love to sign up for that. I just get leads of people who are pre-qualified ready to talk to me rather than paying all this money and maybe get a lead. Right? Yep. Yeah. 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 So it makes sense to me. So I guess here's the burning question because I know if it's a pre-qualified and it's a good lead, it's not going to be cheap. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So does it depend on the industry or what? How does that work? It does. It depends on the industry. Um, It depends on a couple of different factors, like how much you want us to filter for. Like if you want, uh, uh, if you're again, someone who's looking for health insurance, do you want us to find someone who's, you know, uh, 26 to 60 years old, who has no pre-existing conditions, yep. you know, and the, the more filters you put on, the harder it is for us to find a perfect yep. prospect. So the lead price goes up. Yep. Some people say, we don't need all those filters. Instead, just send us someone who actually raised their hand and said, I'm interested. And then they'll filter them out themselves. Yep. Yep. So then they'll pay a lot less for those leads. So that I ma- guess the prices, yeah, our prices vary. So um, we have leads, believe it or not, for health insurance that go low as low as $3 a lead. Be careful yeah. what you put out there, Mark. I know, I know. <laughs> it's it's got to be for the right client. I mean, okay. we'll always have the right conversations to make sure yeah. we're completely transparent. But, but then some of the clients who are paying $3 per lead are buying like 500 leads a day. Okay. So, so they're buying in volume, so it makes yep. up for the low cost. Yeah. If you're buying, let's just say, um, 10 leads a day, then the price will be a little bit higher. Yeah. So it really is custom prices um, based on what you need and, and you know who your market is and who you're selling to and the filters you have. And so we customize everything here at Trademark to make sure that we don't lose a, a potential opportunity. So Yeah, no, and that makes sense. Um, I guess the thing I'm getting at for anybody who is listening so that they understand and know this, that a good qualified lead is not cheap because that's someone else doing yeah. all the hard work to vet it, right? right. It's, it's hard work and yeah. it takes a process and, and with the, you know, you're paying for someone to weed and filter through that. Right. So it's not going to be. Yeah. I mean, cheap. we do just so you know, when it comes to a live transfer call that comes over some industries for us, I mean, they go up to hundreds and hundreds of dollars per call, like yeah. the legal industry. So, but if, and that's pre-qualified, you yep. ask our call center reps, qualify them with a series of five questions or more. Uh, and then they're really ready to talk to somebody. Yep. Yep. Whereas and it makes sense. Yeah. $3 lead, maybe someone who just put their email in yep. and say, Hey, email me or call me. All right. And then, and then that's it. We didn't talk to them. We didn't yep. pre-qualify them. They just put in some basic info. So you can see that's much less expensive because we didn't actually get there and, and pre-qualify them a hundred percent. Right. Just, just a little bit. So, yeah. yeah. So, th- so basically when they get on that call, they're going to have to do their uh, discovery call. They're going to have to go yeah. through and weed out all these leads that they're buying so that they can filter it down to however many right. they convert. Yes. Okay, cool. That I just want to make sure we're on the same page. And also I want to make sure that anybody tuning in understands that th- this is a process and basically you've nailed down the process. You've, you've got it fine tuned and people can buy the different variations of this process to get their lead. So if they have a limited budget, you know, it varies based on what they're getting from you. Great. Okay, good, good. Awesome. Um, So I just want to make sure people are very, very clear. So you touched a little bit about uh, inbound calls and warm transfers. So what is the difference? 
Yeah, so an inbound call in our industry is considered a consumer-initiated inbound call. What that means is they see an ad like scrolling on their their feed on Facebook or yep. Google, and they say, "Oh wow, you know, you know what? Perfect timing. I was actually looking for a contractor for my roof." Right. Let's just say. So they click on the phone number on the ad on their phone, and it automatically starts ringing. Okay. And then it comes over, and we and we sell it to our client, and then that consumer would be a potential a billable lead for our our, our roofing contractor yep. who wants to talk to them. That's okay. an inbound call. A live transfer is someone who we outbound call them, and and then we have to call them and wait for the phone to ring and then they pick up and you say hi so and so this is uh, john smith and we're calling from abc company we're wondering if you're still looking for roofing for your home and we have to kind of reach out to them yeah that's a life it's an outbound dial so that's the difference yeah okay okay awesome so a little variation in regards to the lead generation in in that realm okay Is there a a certain challenge that a reoccurring challenge of industries that you see when you're talking to businesses? Is there is there a commonality thing that you hear or see a lot of? Um, in Legion in general, like in our niche. Yeah. So, yeah, so uh, the problem that we've seen, and I'll be very transparent, we see it sometimes with our affiliates too. And we have to continue to do quality control is because affiliates uh have to spend a lot of money for SEO and don't charge the client. So because they have to buy the Facebook ads, and if you have like 100 people click on your ad, us as the affiliate or our our affiliates, it doesn't mean 100 people are gonna be a lead. Maybe some people click on the ad, but then they don't fill out the form. So that costs us, the affiliate, or the our, our sub-affiliates money, whereas we never see that, we never charge the client for that. So Got what it. that means is sometimes they can lose money. Yep. What ends up happening is, is the affiliate will either say, pause the campaign, we don't want to do it anymore, or they may start to try to send um you know, bad leads through, right? Uh, yeah. And that happens Okay. more often than we like to admit. Yep. So it's, we have to have a quality control team, which we do to monitor daily, hourly quality, you know, and, and somebody, cause a lot of the bad rep you get in this industry is they sell leads, but you know, the people weren't interested. Like right. They said the person was interested, but when when they sent us the lead, we called them, and either they didn't, they never picked up the phone, or it was a wrong number, or um, you know the email didn't work, um, stuff like that. So bad leads is a really tricky thing in this paper lead industry. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I, we I, we rely on our clients to tell us if they're seeing bad leads because they do creep through. Sometimes there's affiliates yep. and stuff. They just want to make a quick buck. We have to get rid of them as soon as possible, I'll provide a credit to our client, and then, and then fix it and go back and working. So that happens. I mean, no industry is perfect. I mean, a lot of people won't say that to you publicly. I mean, but we're very transparent. We love working with clients and helping people, right? Um, and we don't want to overpromise. So sometimes we like to underpromise and kind of scare people a little, and yeah. then or and then overdeliver, right? That's our goal. But it doesn't. You won't always find that in leads. A lot of companies will overpromise, and they have really good intentions maybe in the beginning but then some of their sub affiliates mess it up for them and and it gets tricky so yeah, yeah. Bad, bad leads is 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 um, 
there's a good portion of those in the industry. Let's say that. Right, right. I think I, you know, I, I would say that probably um, in the beginning of my agency business, I probably saw a lot of that with clients that I would talk to that buy email lists and they were bad lists, you know, because base, yeah, because basically what the, uh, the person that was selling it, uh, was selling like a re an old list or a, a list that they got from somebody else and So usually like data is, that's how I got started in this industry. And so I I learned earlier, like data lists like that, email lists, like big bulk lists, you would think is like, oh, it's so cheap. It's great. Right. However, the people that are selling the data list, you have to know where they're getting it from. And a hundred percent of the time you needed them to be having the list internally themselves. You don't want them to say, oh, I got it from this broker or this feed owner. Because most of the time people sell that list so many times, it's it doesn't work out and you gotta be careful. So we yeah. guide our clients on that when we have conversations always. And we tell them, we may not even do a perfect job because of the leads we generate aren't always from our in-house media buying team. We okay. get third-party affiliate. Yep. So we tell them, we may not do a perfect job, but we are gonna tell you that upfront. And, you, and it's up to you to decide. Most companies won't say that because sometimes they just don't want to lose a potential client. Right. But we don't want to have the aggravation at the end, right? We want to be upfront and say, we will give a credit if that happens and we will do this uh, to a certain degree to, to, to show you that we have a relationship with you. But it gets tricky with leads, it does. Yeah, and that's good. Um, okay, so another question I have before we wrap this up is, yeah. um, an ideal client is an ideal client someone who's very localized, like in their neighborhood, like it's right. very, very niche and local. Or is it ideally a good client is someone who's more US based or global? So that's a good question. So my definition, and it could be, you know, different ways for different people. Ideal client is someone for you who is like almost like a I say when I say ideal, I say perfect, like a perfect client. Or potential client. No, I'm talking about you working with. Oh, for me. Yeah, so your service tour yeah. is it like, for instance, yeah, so our, our I, ideal client is more national. Yeah. Okay, that's what I was trying to get at. Because yeah. is it going to be like the local, you know, plumber who said, "Hey, Mark, right. I just need, you know, so people in, in my yeah." Service. When we first started with Trademark, you know, like a while ago, we always went to the biggest, baddest companies who just bought leads, bought leads, bought yep, leads, yep. thousands of leads a month, right? Um, because that's where the revenue flew the, the easiest. And yep. it was flowing. They had they had what's called disposition reports, and they still do, where if we send them a thousand leads in a week, they will send us, here's what happened on this lead and that lead and that lead. And this is like the, the, the B2C side, like the consumers. So, for example, if we have a solar client yep. and we're looking to get consumers who need solar for their home, we would send them a thousand leads of people looking for solar for their home. And they probably send us back a report of like all thousand and it would have notes. This consumer didn't pick up. This consumer said they weren't interested. This consumer uh, signed up for uh, a demo. This okay. consumer, it goes down. So we liked working with the big and we still do the big clients because um, they provide a report on what's working and what's not working. And and then we go back with our quality control team to fix it. 
sometimes working with the local and regional, it gets a little trickier. It, we need them to partner with us and have some kind of feedback for us. Yep on every single lead, even if they're only buying 10 leads or 20 leads a week, you know, we would need to know what's happening so that we can go back to the drawing board and find out why did that happen? How do we fix that for next week, right? So getting that feedback with the smaller uh, entities, yeah. sometimes they don't have the, the disposition reports process set up. So it gets tricky for us to help them further for the next week and the next week and the next okay. week. Okay, okay. That, yeah. So that makes but sense. Was, but I sense. do like, uh, my goal is to eventually get into a consulting role where I am okay. helping local and regional companies to, to educate them on the process of leads and what's working, what's not working, what to stay away from, the pros and cons and stuff yeah. like that. Because that's, I love to help, right? I think serving people is one thing, but helping people is, is forever, so. Oh no, absolutely, absolutely. Okay, so as we wrap this up, are there any final words of advice for anybody tuning in that maybe we didn't chat about? Anything that you wanna to add to the? Um, I, I would say, you know, just if you're looking to generate more leads for your company, you know, it takes and you have more time than you do money, then spend a little bit more time on figuring out who you want to target, what message you want to send to them, and then just send out as many as possible to those p p prospects. And you will get things to move around. It, it will happen. And then if you're going to do posts on social, stay away from the, like the text post and start doing more video posts. Okay. Sometimes you can just film it on your phone and like a selfie for like 20 seconds and then just up and then just save it on your phone and upload it to like LinkedIn or Facebook. Those go such a long way. Everyone sees it. So those are the little things I would do that can make a huge difference. Awesome. That's very good advice and feedback. So Mark, yeah. if someone is interested in learning more about your business and what you provide how do they get a hold of you yeah so you can see the website flashing on the bottom i believe right uh so yeah awesome so there's our website to so take a look check us out uh it gives a description of what we do and how we help people there's a little video on the home page that pops up that kind of explains what we do um you can always contact me i love having conversations if you're not an, an ideal prospect or client for us i could still guide you in the right way and what you want to do uh, and help you as much as i can so yeah and the website is if you can't see it because it's scrolling too fast for you is t is in tom m is in mary g is in uh good b is in boy l is in uh, love.com and um yeah. again that stands for trademarkglobal.com uh, it's just a, a short version of it's it yeah <laughs> yes uh so mark you're on linkedin you're on all the social platforms right LinkedIn, yep. Facebook. If, you, if you want to see a whole description of me and the company just go to just put into linkedin search bar Mark Darpieri, uh, and you'll see me pop up and I'll have a whole description of everything we offer, uh, where I went to school, everything like that. So. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much for us just taking time out of your day to spend it with me and uh, my audience. And Thank you for having me. Oh, absolutely. This is great information. I love talking about lead generation. I love talking about sales. And again, like I said, you hit a home run in regards to timing because I just had this conversation with someone the other day. And, you know, the thing I want to emphasize for anyone who's tuning in, if you just caught it now, please hit rewind button and catch it from the beginning is lead generation is not easy. So if you personally are not going to spend the time, Mark touched on it, you know, it's either you're going to pay for it if you have the resources or you're going to take the time to do it yourself. And if you uh, are not going to pay for it and it's going to be your time, then you got to invest in your time. And it, it takes a lot of time because again, you're trying to create this momentum that's going to carry on and on and on. And if you just 
just give up and say you get you gave it a whirl for two weeks and you gave up and you said, well, I, I got some time. I did build it up. I'll just wait a month or two and I'll start it again. No, it doesn't work like that. Your pipeline has to be full constantly, you know, I guess. Yeah. And that's that's the name of the game. And the big companies that do it with Mark get it because they're they're as he alluded to they're buying these leads like at maximum capacity because they know that they have to keep that pipeline full you know um so again thank you so much mark for uh joining me today i appreciate it and how i i'll talk to you soon for sure absolutely (laughs) Um, thank you for joining me on uh, Stand Out and Grow. And I hope you really uh, enjoyed this and really you at least got one takeaway of what you can do to as far as lead generation or, you know, who's your target or, you know, what are the different lead generation strategies. And I love how Mark says that they have lead generation strategies that actually work um, because that is the name of the game. You you can buy a lot of garbage out there, but there are companies out there that will represent you. Um, and again, you either pay for it or you do it yourself. So that's your choice. So until next time, you got this. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Stand Out and Grow. Check out all the notes and links at www.standoutingrow.com. I am so thankful to you for helping this show continue to grow. I want to keep producing content that you want to hear, so please leave me some feedback. I look forward to bringing you more resources and information to help your business stand out and grow. Please follow us on social media and make sure you follow this podcast so you can learn more about helping your business stand out, survive, succeed, and grow. Until next time, you got this. Advertise helps businesses stand out and grow with affordable advertising options. We will help you make good business decisions so you can save money and not just throw it against the wall to see if it sticks. Get your free strategic advertising analysis today so you can see the opportunities to stand out and grow your business. Visit www.standoutandgrow.com offers page to learn more.